WWE stock isn't the best at the moment, but then again, they're uh, even with everything that's happening, they're going to be earning the most amount of money they would have done just alone on the TV rights through exactly. Fox and the yeah. USA Network. So yeah, 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 yeah. Financial world, mate, it's a scary place if you don't understand it. But I think if you start to understand it, I think it just gets more confusing. If that makes sense, you think you know something, and then like look at WWE, you know. It was a little while ago they'd done a financial report and WrestleTalk was saying about that Vince McMahon sold a lot of stock. And you think, God, why do you do that? The reason he sold that stock is because it was worth a lot of money and he needed that money because he knew something like the COVID thing was starting to creep around in China. He's a smart businessman. He took all that money back out of the company he's put in his own pocket and that's why I can't understand why he fired so many talents. He has so much money. And you yeah, so I, know, I don't get it either. He bought back loads of his stocks at high price, like he got a lot back for his money, and then you've got um, the Saudi money that was only just been done, you know, and you think to yourself, and they're, they're firing guys, and they're on, I don't know, like £600,000 a year, which is small change for Vince. You yeah. know, you look at the revolt, they turned up at AEW. I mean, I mean, that's amazing. I love that, that And I was so happy when they were there, because I think their match, their matches in general are going to be great. I can't wait to see them against the. Uh, I love how in the BTE they were like teasing them, but it, it wasn't. It was subtle enough, but it wasn't subtle that people knew. Oh my god, it's FTR! But it wasn't in your face. But like they're coming in this time, like when they wore the that ridiculous gimmick, which they took the piss out of them doing it, and then they had in the the uh, in the sky with the clouds saying FTR and stuff. It was. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what, the WWE could be learning so much from AEW, and it's it's kind of scary that they're not. Yeah. Have you seen um, WWE now putting in crowds, but they've had it so each each the crowd are like in sections, which it's the uh, PC performers, but they're all behind this like weird flexi glass stuff. If you watch a clip from Raw, it's really weird. I'll have to check it out. I've not seen it yet. Yeah, they've started to put in a crowd now. So is that like you just said? Is that just literally guys that are just working for the company still? A bit like what AEW uh, do. Yeah, so it's basically the the trainees from the performance center. I think they've had a few people like Casey Mwingano who's had a few things, but no one big in NXT. No. And they're like chanting and cheering and stuff because that's what was missing for so many weeks from WWE. It's like we need a sound of something, so at least that way there's some atmos to the situation that's happening in the ring. Like I, I think. Sorry, go first, boss. Sorry, man. I honestly quickly think that they're going to end up being a meme. You know, the self, uh, was it South Park were doing that? Um, Simpsons did it. Simpsons yeah. did it. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be A-Dub did it. Like, <laughs> they're copying AEW on so many of their production things. Like, when this thing first kicked off, they used to have um, the hard cam facing a bunch of, like, uh, empty chairs. AEW always had their hard cam set at the arena, so it looked more dynamic, like the stage. A couple yeah. of weeks later, WWE do it. And AEW had the hills, because WWE don't have really hills and baby faces, where AEW does. They used to have hills on one side, baby faces on the other. And it gave for that kind of audience. And I mean, I watched Double War Nothing. I've started to watch it. And you kind of forget the crowd aren't there, because you can hear the cheers and the boos from yeah. talent. I love it. I think it's they've done so well in this situation. I think hats off to any wrestling company that's still working at the moment, to be honest. Who do you reckon is going to be going to EW soon? Because I think Zack Ryder or Matt Kungano is going to go there. I think Rusev will most likely go because I know I know a lot of people are very high on Rusev. I think I think those two will go. 
I think yeah. I know I know he was joking saying on the tweet saying AEW confirmed, but I think he will go to AEW. And I've actually I know I think someone else might be going will be Adam Cole. Because I think the way that he was been told you can't go to AEW and stuff, I think to him he's like, Well, I'm gonna go um I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna resent them for saying that because Britt Baker, did you see her interview with Chris Jericho when she mentioned when she was like, Can I go to the show? And Tony Khan's like, Yeah, go right ahead, it's doesn't doesn't bother us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I listened to the Unrestricted podcast um, with Tony Schiavone and Audrey Edwards, Ed, Edwards, and Britt Baker said something about Adam Cole and said, yeah, we'll see him in the near future. And I think it was a bit of a slip of the tongue. Um, I honestly think Adam Cole is joining AEW. It'll be really funny to see what they do on AEW and stuff. It's like, I thought you were dead. I really That's have- what they're going to do. They're probably going to do this whole like ghost angle. Yes, or make, or make him a zombie, and then he's like, and then after several weeks, he's like, unsh- unlike, what's the word? Yeah. You know, a lot, like unravel kind of that's thing. It. Unravel kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or unshred or whatever. Like you know what snakes and stuff do when they shred the skin and something, and then it's like I'm normal again. And it's like oh, I can't wait. Honestly, can't. yeah. Oh, he needs to. I mean, why wouldn't he go? Yeah, they've created. The thing is, <laughs> Triple H just treated him so so well. Like NXT has treated them well, and before AEW, NXT was the hottest thing going. The undisputed era were like kings. The problem with NXT is everyone knows that as soon as you get called up to the main roster, it's like, well, he had a good run. It's like Jai Hobbit, he's he's having his call up. You go on Facebook, and all the comments are like, oh no, why have they called him up? They don't want him to go up because they, he just get washed away in this Vince McMahon kind of like philosophy of how wrestling should be which is dead it's old you know like adam cole knows that nxt is as good as it gets and yeah. the only way you can go now is to AEW. but why wouldn't you go his wife's there the bucks are there pages there omega's there so he's got all these old bullet club pals he's friends with qt marshall you know he's great friends with half of the most of the talent roster there the, the money's just as good if not better it's a better working environment you've got creative freedom you've got Arne Anderson there Dean Malenko Dallas <sighs> Mate, Jake Roberts Jake Roberts, Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah all these great yeah <laughs> the four literally it's literally like it's like Turner Broadcasting slash Jim Crockett promotion it's fantastic NWA basically it's WCW NWA kind of mark two yeah. um, I think he will go and I honestly reckon like Red Dragon will go as well after a while once their contracts are expired. I reckon basically whole of undisputed era will end up going to AEW. Yeah, because uh, what do you think about Matt Riddle going up to SmackDown then? Because he, he's going to SmackDown soon apparently. He's been called up. Yeah, he's been called up. Um, I love Riddle. I just don't know if his style is going to go against him and the the mainstream. No, no, you mean because I know I've heard a lot of higher ups in WWE are very high on him, though, from what I've yeah. heard, and I think Vince likes him and stuff. But I really hope they do a Goldberg and him match, or a Gold or a Riddle against Brock Lesnar match, because the two MMA fighters that'd be really cool. That'd be a stiff match. Yeah, but I do think that if booked right, I think Matt Riddle will be very, very good. But mm. then again, Shayna Baszler, I don't know what they've done with her. I just think the way that she's been booked is really weird. It's kind of a bit like since um, Ronda Rousey left because she brought this whole MMA thing to the WWE. I know Brock Lesnar done it, but he was still born and bred WWE before he went to, excuse yeah. me, to the UFC. So 
you know, Ronda Rousey was the first ever real crossover from from MMA to the WWE. And when she was there, it had this whole aura around it. And I've, I said on the last podcast, I think, you know, the women's revolution was built around her. Matt Riddle, obviously, was he's going to be the second guy to come straight from an MMA straight to the WWE. I just hope his style in on the mainstream, I hope Vince is happy with it. Because if Vince ain't happy with it, it won't float. No. You know? I don't know. It's... <laughs> You look at the way Kurt Angle worked, and I know he's an Olympic wrestler, but he was like the first guy I really think to bring across. Like, um, I know you've got your Steve Blackmans and like, yeah, Dan the B Severins, but Kurt Angle was the first breakout star to be a kind of MMA shoot fighter. Yeah. Um, and obviously, they're using him to springboard uh, Matt Riddle's career. You know, he's the one who announced that he's coming to SmackDown. I'm just going to watch this space. I'm going to sit back and watch it, and I'll just think to myself, well, if he doesn't succeed in WWE, he could easily go to AEW or New Japan. There's yeah. options. Yeah, definitely, man, because I think I think it'll be really good in New Japan. I think New Japan would definitely suit his style. Oh, God, he would work so well in New Japan. Imagine him against someone like Okada. Oh, that'd be such a good match. Oh, God. Because I, I, I know he had a match against... Um, What's his name? Really good Japanese guy. The one who had that match with Okada and had to retire, who was also at one point the manager of the guy who went against Kenta for a while. Oh, um, name? saw him at the Rev Pro show. Yes. Yeah, because oh, he had a match against um, Matt Riddle and it was such a good match. Um, I can tell you. Oh, God. Yeah, I've got a picture of him on my phone because I took a, uh, I paid to have a photograph. Why can't I think of him? Um, Google in on there. I know, I, sort of, I know. That's that's one. That's one of the things I've noticed about this lockdown. It's I'm not sure if it's because I'm not using my mind as stimulously as much as I used to. But you know that feeling where it's like trying to remember things is quite hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's because you're not you're not always using it, are you? So yeah. Okay. okay. So. I know Shabata. That's his name. Of course it is. Shabata. 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 Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that name. But Shabata. yeah. And how, do you remember how he ended up um, retiring himself with that headbutt? Uh, yeah, those really brutal headbutts that he had against a card, and I can't remember what he had, but I remember he went backstage and had some sort of like disease or something due to it, and then he hasn't been able to wrestle since. I know he's done a few spots, and I know he trains at the LA New Japan Dojo, but he's never had a full proper match yet. But if you notice in New Japan, they've cut down a lot on the headbutts as well now. Like yeah. You don't do that much at all anymore. No. No. Yeah, Shibata, that was the name we was thinking of. Yeah, so Shibata and Riddle, that would have been a good match. Yeah, yeah that was a really good match. Oh, um, I reckon yeah, he'd do good against someone like... Uh, who did Chris Jericho bring in at AEW? Like, he hired him, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, that would be really Once good. You know, oh. They probably have crossed paths, Jeff Cobb and Riddle. I reckon if you YouTube that, I reckon you could find something for that. Yeah, because I think they might have had a match before in PWG, possibly. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Or even Rev Pro. Um, but yeah, I think PWG. I mean, so many of the talent that you see in AEW are from PWG. So, you know, even some of the NXT talent have been at PWG. But you look at AEW and you've got like Xavier, who's on, like, on the commentary desk. He, yeah. he was massive in PWG. And obviously the Bucks were... I'm waiting. My biggest thing is I can't wait for... I reckon the next big thing that's going to happen is there's going to be a Ring of Honor and AEW crossover with Marty Skull 
obviously having a hell of a lot of weight at Ring of Honor and the Bucks obviously being like head guys at AEW. I reckon there could be yeah. a nice cross promotion there. And I reckon there will be eventually my dreams will be like a super cup where you would have New Japan, Ring of Honor and AEW. I reckon that would be great. Like that'd be really, really good. Imagine having some like triple threat matches, like one guy from each like company and then the following match would be like a six way tag match, two, two and two, you know, from AEW, yeah. Ring of Honor, New Japan. <laughs> Wrestling at the moment's fantastic. I know, a bit like what they did last year at Survivor Series, but way better kind of thing. Yeah, dumb, dumb. Yeah, and actually book people properly and not job someone out in like three minutes when everyone caught, then shouted bullshit over the match. I watched that and was like, oh my God, why? I know. Over guy in the ring, Walter, and you basically got him to lose. I understand later on it was Drew McIntyre, who's now the world champion, but it's like, but you would think Vince would love the man. He's big, he's huge. I know he isn't built as in like a brick shithouse or muscly but he's still that he has that presence about him and he's over like rover but mm, mm, mm. i don't understand vince's booking he when the problem with vince now is when he's booking someone strong he makes whoever is in front of him look weak but also as well it, i feel like in WWE a lot of the times wins and losses don't matter yeah and it's like well wins and losses should matter more because in that way people care and i've noticed a, a lot which i've done less of now, which is good. They don't always do the same matches all the time. So it's not always, this is a 10th time that these two rest of the four against each other. I was like, yay, what? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, they were like notorious for that. Do you remember they was doing like Randy Orton and John Cena and it was like, oh, for the 200th yes. time on Raw this month. Like, Yeah. And then they said the last time ever, I was like, yay, finally. Oh, two months down the line. Um, sorry, guys. Um, we're going to be having another match against each other. I was like, thank you, Vince. <laughs> Thank you again. Yeah, yeah it sucks. AEW at the moment, they do things like that, but WWE are getting away from that now. And I must admit, their storylines, they've been saying on, um, you know, their, their storylines now have actually been running quite a while. They've been doing like two-month storylines now, which is quite nice. Maybe there yeah. is a bit of long-term booking. I don't know if the booking office has changed. but um, Or they're just prolonging things out because they've got nothing for TV. Uh, I think a mixture of both because you got that storyline with Mandy Rose and Otis with um, Sonya Deville and maybe a bit of it sprinkled in Dolph Ziggler. That that was that's lasted for a while. That's been yeah. going on for at least the last four or five months. Yeah. Well, I I think I think definitely COVID nineteen definitely has it because they can't bring in all the people. But you know someone who I've loved over this period, which I'm yeah. so glad that they finally give her something again is Asuka. She's been yes. amazing over this. Um, yeah, it's been so charismatic, so good, and I'm hoping that Vince can see how good she is because that's one of the reasons why Triple H only had to go up because Vince's like, all right, I'm gonna do something because he's such a big fan of hers and he didn't want her to lose what makes her good. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. A luster in her because she was awesome in NXT. I remember seeing her back in 2015 at um, the Takeover in London, and she was so over. Yeah, you she said was, that she was one of the most over there. Yeah. Her and Bailey were the two most over wrestlers, actually. To, to uh, Zami Zayn was over, and so was um, American Alpha. Oh my God, <laughs> can you believe how far those guys have gone? Oh no! I know one retired, and one's now Shorty G, who looks like some random basketball player. It's ridiculous. They were a good team. They reminded me of Charlie Hoss and Shelton Benjamin. Yes, they did. Yes, they reminded me of them as well. You know, they reminded me of them a bit. 
But I'm glad they've gone back to recording one live and then filming several taped afterwards like AEW does because I feel for the talent, they shouldn't be having to fly backwards or forwards or traveling too much because it's still quite bad in America. There's been over 100,000 deaths over COVID-19 in America and it's still a lot of people getting infected with it and being positive with it as well. It's a, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because... I think at the moment, really, you know, you look at the death toll even in England, it should be still locked down. But I think the economy is struggling so much now that they're kind of like having to lax the rules. I completely agree with you. Yes, in the yes, same time, I think we should save people, but yes, at the same time, we should save the economy. Scary times. Yeah, it is, it is certainly, my man. Also, as well, also what's happening in America, which I'm glad that there's some protesters doing it over here, is over the whole police brutality thing as well, because you've got that happening so 2020 has been a crazy year hasn't it it's been an awful year so far jesus christ wake me up at 21 i know man and i I thought 19 was a bad year then this year's like yeah it'll be really funny to go back in history and it's like 2020 had this 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 apparently there's also death hornets as well apparently somewhere in america from what i remember because death hornets apparently there's been like a big you know there's like some memes as of people saying generally this March lockdown, uh, April um, death hornets. <laughs> That's what yes. you know. It's been a year, but it? it it's been a crazy, crazy year. Like picture you talking to your grandkids in the future, like you know, Shani, back in 2020, we had this, 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 and this. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. What did you do in the the uh, coronavirus, Granddad? Well, <laughs> I sat on the uh, laptop to my friend Mark and played a lot of Warzone and ate a lot of pizza. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what else can you do? Yeah, I know. I'm at level 100 now in my Warzone game. I don't even like gun games. I mean, gather that. So. Oh, that's really good, man. Have you <laughs> seen um, this month's PlayStation Plus games are um, World War Two COD and Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game? Are they really? Yeah, they're both the free games. I'm actually I'm, I'm going to download Battlefront 2 only because it's free. Yeah. I'm like... Uh, yeah is it good because I, I don't want to get it because of the whole microtransactions and everything else and it and it got that bad that disney got involved and said to them no you're not doing this and then basically got um ea to um, stop doing their microtransactions yeah it, i played it i had to i actually had to uninstall it the other day because it was taking so much memory it takes like 100 gig um mm. they've taken away microtransactions now so there's hardly anything at all i mean if you want to buy the battle pass or whatever it is you can buy for that but no everything else is free you don't have to work forever to unlock stuff so i've already got that it's an all right game it's not as good as like yeah it won't be as good as like warzone or a proper gun game it's a little bit yeah it's all it's all right there's not many maps on it which i don't like um uh, I, uh, the story is supposed to be very good we play as the female stormtrooper who turns good apparently or something or yeah that's pretty good that's really well done the campaign mode's good, but if you're looking for an online shooter, like when you look at the PlayStation Three or the PlayStation 2's version of Battlefront Two, I think it was a PS2 game. Um, was it about the PS3? I can't remember. Because I remember, I remember you lending me it, and I remember playing it for a while. I'm sure you let me when I was like, when yeah. we six form. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's awesome because there's so many maps on it, and you can kind of just create a match and say, well. I want this. I want this map, and I want to be imperial against the rebels, and I want this many classes, and 
with the new one, it's like, well, you can do like, basically a team death match, but you can use these four maps. And if you want to play Capture the Flag, you can use these three maps. They're all different. Um, the old Star Wars games were better. But yeah. graphically, and they use, I think they use Frostbite Engine. It's fantastic to look at. That's cool, man, because you would think for Star Wars being such a vast universe, there'll be so many different maps you can use. Yeah. There's... Even through the first three films, technically, the middle three, or however you want to say it, uh, you have at least 15, 20 maps you can easily do, just mm-hmm. from those three films alone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have them. I mean, like, my favourite map on Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2 is Hoth. Yeah, and you can just do a massive, massive 200-man team deathmatch. You know, first 200 kills wins, and you can use like the ATSTs, STs, ATATs, all the all the big toys. Where on this, the only way you can play Hoth, I think, is capture the flag or domination. You can't just do a massive team deathmatch on that map. And you think to yourself, why have you limited that? Like, if it's free, download it. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, see what you think. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for it. Nah. As good for the games it is, I wouldn't pay for it. It's not as it hasn't got the longevity to make it worthwhile like the old games had where you like you said, you could have like thirty maps, you can do whatever mode you want on it. This game yeah. doesn't offer that. Yeah, that's the same thing in me with the new CTR game. They did microtransactions and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna play it anymore or wanted to buy it anymore. Really? What Crash Team Racing you're about? Yeah, uh, at first they were like, if you carry on playing, you get stats and stuff. And then they put in microtransactions and then a lot of people went against it and stuff. There's a guy called Cadicarus who's a big YouTuber and he's a massive PlayStation guy. Most of his videos are on PlayStation 1 games and he's a cr- massive Crash guy. And as soon as that came in, he was like, no. And then he, went, then he never, didn't play it again. Nah. So like, what, why? what was the transactions for? What would they have been for? Uh, like characters and loot boxes and stuff. Because oh, you spent all this money. Because the cool thing about Overwatch is, with with their loot boxes, they're free and you can get different stuff. Where with Star Wars and other games, like you pay all this money and you don't know what you're getting. At least with Overwatch, you're guaranteed the you're guaranteed the players the characters. The only thing you might want to get is maybe some skins or some taunts or something. But it's not like in Star Wars where you have to spend like fifty quid to get Darth Vader, or you have to play a hundred, or you have to pay seven thousand hours to get him, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, see, like I said, they did change that. EA did change that on Battlefront 2, so I think you'll be quite surprised. Um, yeah. I, I think they saw how badly it was selling because so many people were like, what? no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They completely uh, said no. Yeah. And now that's the first thing about companies like EA because they were voted back in 2012 and 2013 as like the worst company in general. Um, money, isn't it, at the end of the day? If you can't give. But I've heard from a lot of people their latest Star Wars single player game is I think you told said about it, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's meant really, really good. See, I wanna do I will get that eventually. I think I'll probably the next game I'll purchase once I go back to work and I've got more disposable cash, I'll probably get the Spider Man game. And then once I've completed that, I'll probably move on to Star Wars. Yeah, I always play games a little bit behind the behind like the, the trend. That way it's a bit cheaper. The game said it's bug sorted. There's been a few updates and, you know. The worst thing about the Nintendo games is even after being out for nearly three years, their games do not go down in price. What, on the Wii? Uh, Switch. 
on the on Switch. The Switch. Yeah, I've looked online to have a look at and even in store to see how much Mario Odyssey is, and it's still like 45, 50 quid. Why I mean, so still to make. Hmm? Why is it so dear for? I think Nintendo want to keep their prices highest, and it doesn't lose. I guess that quality. I don't know really. It's just, but their games are always very good, though. Yeah, yeah. I would love to get a Switch. Honestly, I think the Switch is awesome. Like for me, I'm more of a casual gamer, and I think Nintendo for me is more of a casual gaming machine. They can pick it up and play just a bit of Smash Bros. And you know, if you want to play a bit of Zelda, you can. Like it's not taken too seriously. Where you look at games like um, I don't know, like stuff on the PlayStation, like The Witcher and stuff. They're so they're they're amazing, but they're so in depth. And yeah. like you can play it for an hour and you haven't actually achieved anything. Where with something like Zelda, you might have run a few dungeons and got a few different bits and upgraded a few bits. Like gaming for me, I still really love like emulation stuff, like the old SNES and NES and Sega Mega Drive and the you know yeah, stuff. Like Just pick them up, play a bit of Ninja Turtles in time, put it back down. Great times. Yeah, definitely, man. Because the cool thing about the Switch as well, they've had so many different games like ported and put onto it because you, you, you can actually play Witcher 3 on the Switch. So you can be out and you can play it on the go and stuff. And on the go. Borderlands is now on the Switch. Same with Bioshock. And it's amazing just how you're able to take this console on the go or have it docked on the TV. And then you can be like, oh, I want to play handheld now. Take it out of the dock and then just play it. It's um, it's only the, the light ones don't do the docking, do they? No, light ones do. Light ones is only handheld specifically, but the normal switch is both. Yeah, see, I'll get the normal one. And also, as well, with the normal one, you have you can take the Joy Cons off. Where with this, the light, it's connected onto it because obviously it's a handheld thing. But some of the games you can get for it are really good. Like Smash is great. Mario Odyssey I've heard is amazing. New Zelda game is supposed to be one of the best games ever. Um, obviously, you have got the ports and stuff. You got Animal Crossing, which is supposed to be great. So there's other games as well coming out soon so mm-hmm. metro prime 4 is coming out hopefully in the future retro, retro yeah retro studios are making it because they were originally going to give it i think to namco but because nintendo didn't feel like it was up to their standards they ended up cancelling it and then now retro are making the game decent yeah and they actually did a press conference to say like we're really sorry to let you guys know we've had to cancel this uh the game but we've spoken to retro and now going to be making the games themselves Lovely, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. That's yeah. what I love about Nintendo. They generally care. Yeah. You and know. also as well, um, they I know I know some people don't like them for doing it, but they go after people that are kind of like abusing their IPs, like making um, games and stuff, which I understand it's good for some people and stuff, and but at the same time it's like it's still their property, it's still their thing, like Sega are but I think at the same time they've hire the people who've made these games uh, or give them something to be like, we're taking it down, cease and desist, but we love what we've done and hopefully they come and... Because that's what happened with Sonic Mania. That was made by people who made fan games of Sonic. And oh, stuff. was it? Yeah. Ah, so it's a little bit like a black cat, white hat thing. Yes. Um, you know, when you're really, really good at breaking the law, the law are like, look, we want you on our team. Work for us instead. Yeah, that's how you get caught because you're so good at being a little terror. They're like, oh, mate, we'll have him. He's good. You know, we're paying him a decent sale. That's what Nintendo do, which is great. Because the thing is, when you've got people that hack games and they make their own version of it and everyone loves it, it's because it's fan made. 
Yes. And that's that, that you know, sometimes the producers are probably a little bit out of touch with what the fans want. And also, a bit like, a, bit like AEW, you know, they say it's a wrestling company made by wrestling fans, and it kind of shows that, you know. Yeah, definitely, man. I think the craziest thing is have you ever heard of a game called Undertale? It's a very big, like, indie game. No. It's like Sans, Kenny Omega dressed up as the character, and they did for Halloween, and they did like a New Japan kind of video thing where it looked like graphics on the game, and it's become that big and that popular. Same with a game called Shovel Knight, that Nintendo, and same with Cuphead, have included music and either a skin or a, or a assist trophy for those games as well. Nice. So. They're listening. Yeah, because. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate has some of the coolest characters ever. Like they have anyone you can think of from like the only only thing that only thing that they're missing is now Crash or Spyro. And then they'll have all of the the gaming icons of like the eighties and nineties because they got in it Sonic, Pac-Man, Mario, uh, and Mega Man are, are like four characters you can have them all fight against each other and it's That's crazy. Really cool. It is, isn't it, man? Massively crazy. I mean Banjo's in it as well now. Who? Banjo's in the game. Really? Yep. Banjo's in it. Terry Bogard's in it. You've also got Ryu in it. Um, do you know some? Do you know Castlevania? Yeah. Some Belmont's in the game. It's like you've got so many great characters in it. He was on um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he was on that. I've got that. That's that's not bad. Was it number three or number two? No, it wasn't. Well, number two. That's the old one, isn't it? So, yeah, um, number two was the one that was on the... Um, PlayStation 2, which also came online. That's the best one. 3 is really good. 4 it's is all right. They but took the X-Men out, didn't they? Yeah, but I'm hoping the next one, they're going to include the X-Men, because obviously they had to get the rights through with Marvel themselves and making the films and stuff to be like, who can we use in the game? And then, yeah. yeah. Does it didn't do very well on sales? The new no. one? No, no. Uh, I, I, I thought the game because like... I, I loved, the, I loved um, 3 and 2, but yeah. Yeah, it didn't do very well at all. Yeah, three was okay. I had three. Two was obviously the best one. Yeah, um, that was I, awesome. Yeah, I love two. I just love the music for two. It just it's so random. It's like these jazz music, and it's just like, you know, I want to for a ride. You know, then you got like, uh, yeah, I I love that soundtrack. It's it's just so random, but it's such a good game. I love that game so much. Yes. Because at, at the time, it was the most amount of characters ever in a fighting game before Smash Brothers came out. Yeah. And they've still got another five to six characters to announce as well. There's one character I'm hoping they'd do it because um, I think I told you this before in a previous podcast, but you know when Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal was coming out? Mm-hmm. Some guy who does like pictures and stuff oh, did yeah. a um, picture of um, Isabel with doom slayer and that became like and then the smash rubbers fandom and the animal crossing fandom became like this so i'm, I'm hoping that doom slayer is going to be in smash that'd be great that'd, that'd be so me. cool if you would because there's apparently been a leak where because for the me's you're able to give them costumes and one of the costumes as part of the helmet that you can have i think it's a fighter or the shooter or something is a kakademon's head you know the you know, the weird red ones who float around and fire and um, like spit fire at you and stuff yeah, 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 and it's like I'm yeah, so hoping that he appears in it because it'd be really cool. And Scorpion too, Scorpion or, or, or Sub Zero, you know, that'd be really cool. I'm surprised they're in there already. Uh, I'm not sure either too much because even though they have a few mature and adult characters like Bayonetta and Joker from Persona Five, I'm not sure. I'm 
but then at the same time it's like but they've also got banjo who's very much a western character i'm not sure mm. keep your eyes peeled mate see who they bring in yeah because the latest character they've announced was a character from arms which i haven't said who from arms yet because obviously the coronavirus so i'm hoping they have the next direct they'll at least reveal something about a character like a next character mm. Because that, that, well, that's one of the most exciting things about E3 and then and the directs, like seeing who it's going to be. Because I flipped my shit when I saw Banjo. Because it's like, oh my God, it's Banjo. And exactly. the guy who composed the music for the game knew he was going to be in it. And there's a video of him reacting to it. And you can see him like, we're home with like the, the toys. Because obviously Nintendo and Rare yeah. And they, like the amount of licensing they must have had to get him is crazy. You have to go through Microsoft as well as Rare to get the rights to him. And then it's like, yeah so cool and he makes the sounds and then when you win it's just yeah and the great thing about the game as well there's over a thousand songs for the game too thousand songs yep because you have all you have so many different songs from the games because you have the the classic songs themselves and they've also the remixes of those songs too right so you have the proper reuse song but also a, a remix of that song and it's ah oh, yeah man the music is so good and you also have music. It's getting Nintendo just for this, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's like because one of because uh, what for one of the directs they have like a, a normal direct where they mention other games and they have a direct specifically to that game. So they've had it before like Smash directs and Pokemon directs. And when they did a Smash, when they were like, in this game we had four hundred songs. In this game we have nine, and it goes can go up over nine hundred songs before the DLC. And you have so many great songs because they also include songs from the from the other games too so you have songs from smash n64 melee um brawl u 3ds and ultimate it's amazing so you can have it when you're doing the menu you have the melee song playing like you know and it's just amazing i love it mate it's worth just getting nintendo just for that yeah, and then after we, um, they do the online, which is about twenty pounds. But after give you a game, uh, gamer edit as well, twenty pound a month. No, for the whole year. Oh, that's chips, chips. And you get um, SNES games as well as NES games for free too, as part of the online. See, I think that in itself is is worth its weight in gold. And if you can play it on the big screen, dock it. I mean, that's great. It basically itself an emulator box. Yeah, because cause even then on the SNES side, you have um, A Link to the Past, Super Metroid, and Mario World. Like, what more can you ask for? Three of the greatest games of all time on that console. Uh, you know. Are they the only three that are on there, then? No, you, I mean, you've got loads more. I'm just giving the example of three uh-huh. of that you have on it. You know, like, you have some obscure games on it, too. And, like, on the NES, you have the Double Dragon game, and you have Mario 3, Metroid, and stuff. But what you're getting is really cool. I know they haven't got some games like DKC yet, but the games you have at the moment are still awesome. Like Super, Super Metroid, for example, A Link to the Past, Mario World, Mario World 2 as well. You have so many great games for the Switch. It's it's just so good. It does sound great. I might have to get one because for me as a casual player for gaming, I reckon you know, the only games I really play is I play Genesis, which is a 5-on-5 MOBA. Play... Warzone, because everyone's playing it at the moment. Um, wrestling games and Need for Speed Heat. So I'm a very casual player. I don't play like I do like my RPGs, and obviously I'd love like um, 
Elder Scrolls Online and kind of like quite chilled, massive online multiplayer games like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. But I think I need the Switch in my life. Yeah, definitely, man. Because the cool thing about the games as well is like you're able to do like suspend points. So then you're able to press it, say that's um, one. And when you come back, you're able to load it, which then loads it back up to when you saved from. So you don't have to worry about saving it through the game. You can actually save it via the Switch. And you, and you get given as well four slots to do it with as well. And it's really cool. It's a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's one that's one of the main things that people didn't didn't like about the PlayStation Mini because they didn't really give you that, and even if they did, it was only like one or two. Right. Because at least with the SNES Mini, Mega Drive Mini, they give you four. So. Yeah. And the Switch, <laughs> well, so yeah, it's really cool. I will purchase one. I will purchase one. 